Hey, this is Near Blind Ken, and welcome to the Blues Kitchen. We're at School Kids Records, Studio J today with John Shane and F.J. Ventry in uh, School Kids Records, Studio J. And uh, we're going to be interviewing them today, and I uh, want to welcome both of you here today. How you doing, John? Doing all right. How about you? Doing great. How about you, F.J.? Doing well. Thanks Ex- for having us. Yes, yes. I'm very excited you guys are here today. John, I... Uh, I know you just got back, well, it's been a while now, but uh, I know you were at the um, the International Blues Challenge in Memphis, Tennessee. How did that go for you? I think it went all right. I took home the big prize. <laughs> yeah, you did. And that was a solo duo. Yeah, so they have two categories, uh, one's for bands and one's for solo and duo, and I, I did it solo and did it <clears throat> one in that category. Um, about 10 years ago, FJ and I both went uh, as a duo, and he wasn't able to go this time. So I, I went out there and brought the prize back home for the both of us. All right, so you left him at home. Thanks, John. <laughs> I got your back, man. <laughs> I knew you would do it. Oh, me. So how many people you reckon were at that, that uh, International Blues Challenge? Yeah, so um, the, the way it works is uh, you have to win your local Blues Society's Blues Challenge. So I, I represented the Triangle Blues Society. And um, so they and probably I think there was 81 acts from the solo duo category and wow. another 120 acts from the band category. So there was over 200 acts there. Um, so in my category, what they did was they divided um, into nine different venues. They had nine acts play each night. And so you play on a Wednesday night and a Thursday night in front of different judges each night. And those are the quarterfinals. And then they narrow it to uh, four venues and I think four acts. I can't remember. It goes down, you know, to right. like something. And then, so I made it through that round, and then you get to the finals. And so there were eight acts in my uh, category left. And uh, so the finals was at the Orpheum Theater, which is a gorgeous, you know, two thousand seat theater. And um, they had all eight bands and all eight solo duos play back to back. Wow. So. I went on number 15 out of 16 acts, which meant that the audience had already been there for about seven hours at that point. That's pretty impressive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I knew I would have to do something, you know, something to get their attention, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And this was for the 2019 International Blues Challenge, and it was the 40th anniversary as well. Yeah, it was uh, quite a week. We, uh, my wife and I, went around uh, Memphis during the week, and we, we got to do so many great things on top of the, the challenge. We got to go to the, uh, the National Civil Rights Museum. Right. And there was a, I sat in on a, uh, a free um, workshop with Rory Block on slide guitar. Oh, that was wow. cool. That's cool. Yeah, there was a really interesting panel discussion on race and the blues. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Bobby Rush was there. There was a lot of really cool people discussing things, and place was packed. You know? I bet. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Roy Block. She's she's one of my favorite blues artists, as well as you. Oh well, thank you, <laughs> thank you. She ended up being one of the judges in the final round. Oh, nice. So she did hear me play, and I guess she gave me decent marks. <laughs> she must have. <laughs> so, uh, John, how many instruments do you play? Uh, generally, one at a time. That's good. <laughs> I have seen people play more. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I play the guitar mostly. I play electric and acoustic. I play a little bit of mandolin and some bass and, you know, 
basically if it has strings, I'll give it a try. But I, I try to stick to the guitar. What kind of guitar are you playing today? This is a Gibson J45 uh, from the 1960s. I've had this one for over 20 years, and uh, it's my baby. What are we going to hear next, John? Uh, I think we're going to do this tune by Brownie McGee and Sonny Terry. It's called The Letter. Hey, this is John Shane and FJ Ventry. We're going to do a tune here called The Letter by Brownie McGee and Sonny Terry.
Hey, this is Near Blind Ken at Studio J, sponsored by School Kids Records in Raleigh, North Carolina, with John Shane and F.J. Ventry. So that was great, John. Thanks so much for playing uh, the letter. Oh, thank you. We love that one. That's a good one. Yeah. I played that one at the uh, contest, actually. It was the first tune I opened up with in the finals. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, and that's one of our live staples when we play duo shows together, too. Yeah, we never quite do it the same way twice. No, yeah. that's the beauty of it. Yeah. How long have you been playing guitar? Um, well, I started when I was probably in seventh grade or so, oh, wow. 13 years old, and um, immediately started to try to get into bands, even back when I could barely play. You know, I, I learned this chord and this chord, so I could play stuff like... And that kind of got me in the door. You know, if you have a guitar and an amp and you can play those two chords, you could play stuff like, you know, whatever. Stuff like. Just move that shape around. Oh, yeah. You're kind of golden as a 14-year-old, you know. Oh, yeah. And I I presume that you give guitar lessons as well. I do give guitar lessons. Yeah, yeah. I took a lot of guitar lessons, you know. I mean, I, I was in uh, pretty serious lessons from that age all the way up through college, you know. Yeah. So what musician or what song made you want to pick up a guitar and start playing? That's a good question. I mean, I can remember picking up tennis rackets, pretending they were guitars from the time I was like four years old on, uh, and we would just run around the uh, house playing our tennis rackets. But uh, a friend of mine picked up the electric guitar when he was like in fifth or sixth grade and I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world and I just probably just wanted to be like him you know oh cool and um first song I ever really learned to play was the house of the rising sun by the animals you know oh yeah so yeah that, the animals that, that's <laughs> often one of the first things I teach guitar students today oh very so, good yeah so how long have you and FJ been playing music yeah I'll let oh, FJ wow. answer that one <laughs> well on and off if I'm doing the math correctly and here I am counting on my fingers, probably about 35 years, wow. maybe even a little longer. And you were telling me earlier that you have known John for... since 1982. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. First time I met John, he was playing that strat that he was just talking about. Nice. And right. uh, both of us were pretty shy kids. I walked up. I said, so that's a strat, huh? He said, yep. <laughs> I said, I'm learning to play, too. He said, oh, cool. And that was about the, the size of it. But uh, we later reconnected and started a band together. And so we've been playing together ever since. 
That's great. Yeah, we actually uh, first I had a drummer guy that I played with, and uh, FJ auditioned as the vocalist first, actually. No, I first auditioned as a guitarist. Oh. And I, surprise, surprise, because I didn't know how to play at all, I did not get the gig. <laughs> but wow. So I just sort of hung around because I wanted in on this this whole thing. Because of all the many young girls that we well, were getting. Well, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything no, about we that. No, yeah. we were not. We uh, were pretty quiet kids, so, I mean, you know, we love music, but we wanted to do this because that was a, a platform for us, if you will, to, to maybe get noticed. It didn't work, but it was at least a good reason to, to start. Well, tell us about your stand-up bass, FJ. Oh, gosh. Well, that's an old... I haven't dated it exactly. I know there's a guy that... Probably a couple guys online that keep a database of serial numbers, but I think it's like a, a late 40s, early 50s K-Bass, and I bought it when I was living up in Boston, um, I put an ad in the, the local one ad. This was, of course, well before Craigslist or any any glimmerings of the Internet that us civilians knew about. Mm -hmm. And uh, a guy answered the ad. He had this old bass that he had driven up from Texas. It had been sitting around in an attic, and it was just it was a complete mess. And the guy that fixed it found an old mummified mouse that had... <laughs> You know, because I picked it up and I heard this rustling sound inside. So the mouse had made a little nest in there. And, you know, you can maybe see some of the, the nibble marks on the F-hole. That's So he, he got the mouse out of there and, and sort of fixed it up marginally well. And I was off to the races. That mouse was imparting the mojo is what yeah. he was doing. <laughs> mojo mouse. Mojo mouse. The muse. Mojo mouse, the muse. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Alliteration wins the day. All right. So, John, this next song that you're going to play for us. What's that? So I did an album of tunes by W.C. Handy. It's been a year now since it mm -hmm. came out, and uh, it was really successful. Um, this next tune is called the St. Louis Blues. They ended up actually adding it at the XM Sirius uh, Blues Channel, oh, okay. which was pretty cool, and uh, it charted there. So uh, we hope you enjoy uh, it. John Shane and F.J. Ventry here in the studio at that station. And... Uh, this one's called the St. Louis Blues. It's about 100 years old by W.C. Handy. Got a heart like a rock thrown 
Hey, this is Near Blind Ken at Studio J, sponsored by School Kids Records in Raleigh, North Carolina, with John Shane and F.J. Ventry. So, uh, you guys are going to be on the Blues Cruise, I understand. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty excited about that? Yeah. Uh, uh, just a little bit. One of my favorite acts of all time is Los Lobos. Mine too. Uh, as well as Taj Mahal and Keb Moe, who are also going to be on the cruise. Nice. And uh, so, you know... The idea of getting to hang out around the pool with David Hidalgo, you know, which what would be he's better? totally going to want to hang. He's going to see us and he's going to want to be friends with us. I imagine that's what's going gonna to be like. I that duo that nobody else knows yet. I'm going to be an early adopter. And there I can go. say that I discovered these guys. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. Very strange. <laughs> <laughs> it would be very strange, wouldn't it? <laughs> that's great, man. That is really great. So when, when you guys play, uh, do you play in the Triangle or do you play all over the United States? Where, where do y'all play at mostly? Clubs, bars? All of the above. You know, mm-hmm. um, mostly it's been the East Coast. It's been from New England down to Florida. But lately I've been getting out into the Midwest a little bit more often. I've been to Europe a couple times. And uh, now we've got some opportunities to go out to the West Coast as well with this uh, the Blues Prize. Because when I won the contest, it part of the prize package was getting booked into a bunch of festivals and things. Very nice. Very nice. Well, I know you're very excited about winning the Blues Challenge as well as all the opportunities that come with it. Yeah, definitely. That's great, man. I'm, I'm so excited for you myself. How many styles of blues do you play, John? Well, I, I don't, I'm not really a purist, so I don't necessarily know when I'm playing one versus the other. But I do play slide in open tunings, which is kind of similar to the Delta stuff. I do a lot of uh, finger picking in a ragtime fashion, which is kind of the Piedmont stuff. And I also certainly play enough of, you know, the kind of Chicago style stuff and the Texas stuff. So, you know, I don't I don't find that there's a style of blues that I necessarily stick to or or shy away from. But I, I think that. You know, most blues players have got a lineage of of musicians that they learned specifically from. Right. Um, and I did have the the uh, kind of um, 
honor of of learning from Big Boy Henry and John D. Holman and Lightning Wells and some of the the Piedmont pickers from around right. here. So I tend to call myself a Piedmont blues player. Uh, it's the Shane style. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's the Shane like. method. The Shane method. That's great. <laughs> nice. And, uh, this is for you, FJ. Um, mm-hmm. Did a specific song or a musician make you want to to uh, play music, or was it still that this this was your avenue to uh, meet people? My avenue to fame and fortune. Uh, no, actually, well, of course, it was the Beatles when I was growing up. My yeah. dad, who's not uh, a pop music guy, he's uh, he's classical music, and that's what he had. Well. He, let me back up. He did have a copy of the Tijuana Brass record, which I listened to a lot. But uh, a lot of Beatles. And other than that, it was classical music in the household. But honestly, the first, and I can remember this. I was sitting in the back of the car. My dad was driving us somewhere. And the first song that I heard that made me want to pick up a guitar was Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> of all things. I thought that was really cool the first time I heard it on the radio. It was That's crazy. It was yeah. really cool. So it, it was a circuitous route getting here, but that was kind of the genesis. And actually, the upright bass, the thing that made me want to pick up the upright bass was seeing Ron Carter play up in Boston. That just that blew my mind. That was it. That was that was what made me place the ad. Like literally the next day, I was looking for an upright bass. I thought it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen and heard. Cool. Because he's just a He's a master. This next song that you're going to play, you said that it was written by you, Joe Newberry, F.J.? Well, F.J. was not there for the writing of it, but he was there for the recording of it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So Joe and I did an album together of co-writes. It's called Crow the Dawn, and it came out in 2016, I believe. So this was, I think, the first tune that we wrote together. And he's a local guy? Yeah. So Joe Newberry, uh, he plays banjo. He plays banjo on the original record. Don't hold that against him, Ken. Oh, I love banjo. Okay. (laughs) I love all music. Um, No, but uh, Joe is a real popular uh, singer-songwriter who has won a few... uh, Awards from the IBMA, the Bluegrass Music Association. Right, right. He's won some songwriting awards. He's had some of his material covered by the Gibson Brothers. Okay. He's been on uh, the Prairie Home Companion Show uh, several times. And uh, he did play one of our songs on the Prairie Home Companion, but not this one we're about to play. Again, thank you so much for joining us at School Kids Records Studio J. John Shane and F.J. Ventry here. This is a tune that we... uh, wrote a few years back with our buddy Joe Newberry. It's called Seven Thieves. Seven thieves around the fire Only six returned Seven thieves around the fire Six return Seven thieves around a fire It's a matter of time For one gets burned You better know your demons Cause they know you by your name You better know your demons Cause they know you by your name There may be one face in the mirror 
tank of gas set you back get you down the road tank of gas set you back get you down the road sometimes it's best to run boy Woo, before you get what you are Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Blues Kitchen, only on that station, WCLY 95.7 FM in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's a great honor to have John Shane and F.J. Ventry here tonight. I want to thank them again for their songs and the interview they gave us. Really do appreciate it. Like I said, John won the 40th International Blues Challenge for solo and duo category back in January of this year. So let's follow up with a song off of John and FJ's CD. Tomorrow will be yesterday soon. The CD is a mix of blues, Americana, and roots music. I put this CD in my CD player the other day, and I haven't taken it out for a couple of weeks now. I guess you can tell I like it. As we were discussing their new CD, John mentioned there's a banjo on one of their songs. I love the banjo and decided to play Bracing for a Hurricane. That's Tim Stambro on banjo, Barry Gray backing vocals. John Curry on dobro, FJ on stand-up bass and backing vocals, and John on guitar and vocals. I'm bracing for a hurricane, the change in pressure, the driving rain. Still I stand pat just the same. I feel I'm bracing for a hurricane. I've seen a big one once before I nailed Cross my door Bought a ticket But never took the train It's off the chain I'm racing for a hurricane 
nights of music in Durham. Spread the love and spread the music with widespread panic at 95.7. That station and that station.net. Three nights of the D-Pack, widespread panic returns to the Triangle for three sold-out theater performances. Your invitation? Join 95.7 That Station for the entire weekend at the official That Station Bull City Panic Parties at the Bullpen, just around the corner from the D-Pack. March 29th, 30th, and 31st. What it's like Party before and after with live music, food and drink specials, and chances to win tickets to the sold-out widespread panic shows each night. The Bull City Panic Parties are free, no cover and no ticket needed. Live music all weekend from Dr. Bacon, Silo Joe, Purple School Bus, and Barefoot Manor performing pre- and post-widespread shows. Join ThatStation.net for the Bull City Panic Parties at the Bullpen in between the D-Pack and the Durham Bulls Athletic Park. The only place to be pre- and post-panic in Durham. 95.7 That Station Bull City Panic Parties are brought to you by Capital Chrysler Jeep. Ram, Raleigh Brewing Company, and the Homegrown Music Network. Learn more at thatstation.net. From Front Porch Picking on the Bayou to bands in the Windy City and everything in between, it's all here on the Blues Kitchen on That Station. You play uh, Etta Baker and Cora Phillips with Railroad Beal, with Etta on guitar and her sister Cora on banjo. You're listening to the blues with a banjo on the Blues Kitchen on that station. I'm Near Blind Ken, your music curator tonight. Next up on the Blues Kitchen menu tonight, Doc Watson, David Holt, Richard Watson with I Got the Blues, Can't Be Satisfied. Well, I got the blues and I can't be satisfied. I got the blues and I can't be satisfied. If these blues don't quit, I'll catch that train and ride. I bought my honey, great big diamond ring. I bought my woman a great big diamond ring Took it back home, thought of doing that same old thing I say, baby, what makes you treat your man this way? Honey, what makes you treat your man this way? Cause you know I want any blues you give away And I'm loving to go with it 
grabbed my gun, I broke the barrel right down. I grabbed my shotgun, I broke the barrel right down. Then I ran that joker clean on out of town. Looked at my baby and said, honey, you can't stay here no more. I looked right at her and said, you can't stay here no more. Packed them pretty clothes and I head right out that door. I got the blues and I can't be satisfied. Yeah, I got the blues and I can't be satisfied. If the blues don't quit, I'll catch that train and ride. What about you, Richard? Lord bless y'all, and thank you for coming. The Blues Kitchen is now open on that station. Order up.
Taproot of modern music heard here inside the Blues Kitchen on that station.
That was Deep Elm Blues by Levon Helm Band. Before that was 500 Roses by Otis Taylor from the CD, recapturing the banjo. You're listening to the blues with a banjo on the Blues Kitchen on that station, 95.7 FM in Raleigh, North Carolina. 
I'm near Blind Ken, your music curator tonight. Here's a song by Steve James called Viola Lee Blues. Kitchen on that station. Yeah, my doorbell ring. 
know I got up early this morning And I could not see me doggone thing You know my doorbell is ringing And my telephone is ringing too Well, all right Yes, my doorbell ringing My telephone is ringing too. That may be my baby, my sweetheart calling me. Now, what in the world is I gonna do? Well, all right, all right. Jack Richard got the blue. Tune in. It's the Blues Kitchen on 95.7. Play a little bit of steel driving man, a little bit of John Henry. John Henry, steel driving man, died with the hammer in his hand.
another guest out um, named Bob Carlin. Now, we've been playing with Joe for the last three years. Bob has been playing for Joe, with Joe for the last over 20 years. Without Bob and others who've been playing with Joe ever since his family passed on, we wouldn't be able to play with Joe. And uh, we are very grateful for everybody. We're really proud of Joe, especially this year, because, you know, he went to Washington, D.C., and brought home the National Heritage Fellowship for our state. It's a big honor. That was the Carolina Chocolate Drops with Joe Thompson and Bob Carlin performing John Henry. Before that was Doorbell Blues by Yank Rachel and his Tennessee Jug Busters. You have been listening to the blues with a banjo and with John Shane and F.J. Ventry on the Blues Kitchen on that station. I'm Near Blind Ken, your music curator tonight. Tonight's feature artist was John Shane, winner of the International Blues Challenge and F.J. Ventry. That just about wraps up tonight's show. Come on by next week for another big old plate of the blues on the Blues Kitchen, only on that station, 95.7 FM in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm Near Blind Ken, your music curator, every Thursday night from 7 to 8 p.m. You can find me on Facebook. Just look up Near Blind Ken. Tonight's last selection is in honor of the king of surf guitar, Dick Dale. He passed away on March 16th, his miserlou. And no, there isn't any banjo on this song. I'll see you next week. Take care. (laughs) 